Get over here. Now. Please. Can we play Mortal Kombat? Of course. All right, I'll bring some soda and chips. Awesome. From the darkest dungeon to the land among the stars. I'm Steve. And I'm Drew Boy. And we're the Cosmic Thrill Seekers. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here with our very first guest ever. We got Sir Yak Alberto de la Toyas Ramirez. Whatever they say in Princess Bride. Yeah, well, that's not even close. But <laughs> we have our good friend Al, Alex, Alice in Wonderland. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, getting close to my name. Pretty close, so I think I'll it's close it. enough. It was in the middle, yeah. yeah right in the I middle. Mean, it's got Al in it. It's better than people on the phone thinking my name's Eric. So, <laughs> welcome hey, to the Eric. podcast, Eric. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about the new Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. The movie was actually fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go and see it. And um, we needed to see it because we uh-huh. have been breaking up our friendship for almost a year now playing it. Of course we are. I mean, yeah. what else are you going to do in a fighting game? I mean, I've played it since I was a kid. I think Steve and Alex have been mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, we got really into it for a while and I <laughs> stopped playing because... <laughs> Toxic. I was going to say, but to be uh. fair, both of you stopped playing because I started getting really good at it. I just stopped playing <laughs> because when I won... I felt bad because somebody else was mad. <laughs> and when I lost, I felt mad, so I wanted everyone else to feel bad. So that you won. Exactly. It was bad. <laughs> it's just a whole circle. Yeah. At least we didn't break a controller like Steven. I didn't break a controller. Did I break a controller? Yes, because you threw it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap, I did. Yeah. Broken That's true. controller and broken dreams. It's fine, I got a new one. Alright, so I figured uh, we'll kick it all off by talking about the movie, then we'll talk about some of our favorite characters, and then we'll talk about other video game movies, and did they rise to the occasion, or did they belly flop into the pool of sadness? The deep pool. The deep deep pool. Yeah, on the deep end. The wave pool. The wave pool? At the amusement park that your mom wouldn't let you go into because there's too many other kids in there, and it's a little dangerous, and she doesn't want to watch you for that long. (laughs) <laughs> Alright, just kidding, my mom's great Steve's mom's great, Alex's mom, also great We're all great Everyone's great Hi mom Anyway, so <laughs> Let's talk about the movie, guys You guys like it? Oh yeah It was great Give it a rating, give it give it like a Out of five star rating Five star? Five star At least a four Four and a half Four point five I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna go with Alex. I'm, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would give it a five, if I if I really could. Mm-hmm. Um, my only negative that takes off a half a point is it's it's not anywhere near the lore. Like it's you get some of it with Sub Zero being Bihan, uh huh, and uh the fact that Bihan was the one to attack the Shri Ryu. We'll talk about that. That's the beginning of the movie. I feel like that's not really a spoiler. You see that in the first two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think that there are some good points that uh, draw parallel to the game's uh, revamped story after Annihilation, but 
it's still uh it still didn't hit all the boxes for me so i'm mm-hmm. gonna go with a 4.5 why'd you guys give it your ratings uh pretty much for the same i for same reason it didn't follow lore 100 percent, and i would have liked to seen some of the characters um like some more of the characters yeah like uh um i really wanted to see like shiva or possibly more of the sisters like katana and jade that would have been really cool to see i will say watching the movie and seeing all the characters that we did know we were like it's that guy oh yeah it was super fun we saw the visual representation of why steve um vibes with kano so much (laughs) for real (laughs) oh that was hard to watch for hours but fitting a really good job done by that actor to piggyback off of what you said, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen the movie, like, Reptile came in, and I would have liked to see more of him throughout the movie, but you only had a couple minutes of it. Mm-hmm. It was really cool, though. It was different than any of the video games that he's portrayed in. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. What about you? Why'd you give it a 4.5? So, I gave it a 4.5, kind of for some of the story points. So, beginning of the movie, we spend a decent amount, almost 10 minutes with, uh, you know, Scorpion, obviously, before he was Scorpion. So, kind of dropped off. Obviously, I feel like the movie expects you to know his story, which would be bad for first-time viewers not familiar with the lore. Well, I think they do a good job of building his story, just Mm -hmm. like the games did, because you didn't know that he was Scorpion in the games either. Only through lore do you learn that, Mm -hmm. because he is originally Hanzo Hisashi, clan attacked by Bihan as Sub-Zero, and then he does go to the Nether Realm and becomes Scorpion in the original lore. I do love that they added that, and they added that they killed the whole Shirai Ryu. I think that's Mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's perfect. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of the points did touch on the original lore. Mm-hmm. Super, super satisfying to see that fold out. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, with that, like, they touched on the Nether Realm, didn't really go into depth. Maybe second movie's going to touch on that. So that I, was left out, kind of. I could see that because um, uh, Shang Tsung, he was a larger villain in the first couple of games. We don't really mm-hmm. see the Nether Realm until later in the franchise um where we get more Quan Chi. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's where they're leading and they're going to do more Nether Realm and um yeah, I definitely think we'll see a definitely. lot more of the realms flushed out and I think that's where to go back to what Steve said, I think that's where we'll see Katana and Jade mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of them. Um, maybe even rain. I would like to see rain. Dude, Definitely. I want I want to see uh, um, Kotokan and yep. Shao Kahn. That he was kind of like hinted in it as in like one of the great champions. But oh man, just seeing that image, I was like. Mm. I mean, if this could be a series, I would really like them to cover Outworld's mm-hmm. expanse mm-hmm. under Shao Kahn because mm-hmm. Outworld is really nothing until Shao Kahn's like, I'm going to take rain. over other realms. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's when he gets in. Bed with Shang Tsung. Mm-hmm. When he starts to get all Thanos-like. <laughs> Very Thanos-like. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's yeah. really good. Kind of that and our newcomer. Oh, it's like a spoiler alert. Like, we have our newcomer here. Um, 
Uh, Scorpion's great great grandson. Uh huh. He was totally new to the franchise. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I saw, we as soon as we saw like his armor come on, we we're all like, what the, "Who the heck is this?" Originally thought Scorpion would possess. Well, not possess him, but I kind of wanted Cole, him to. Cole Young. Cole Young. Cole Young. Yeah. Um, I I actually enjoyed seeing a new character take on mm-hmm. the face of the franchise. I think um, anyone who's played the game for years knows that no one character makes up the storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think from a viewing perspective, you need one lead protagonist in a beginning movie. You need mm-hmm. somebody that you can watch their overcoming of uh, strife and... Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to see them uh, hit their character arc. Mm-hmm. Whereas while all the other characters did do that, it would be kind of like being thrown into the middle of the MCU after everyone's been established. And there's no one to really latch on to. Whereas Cole Young is a regular guy from the modern age. He's got a family. He's a fighter. Uh, never professionally trained other than in this gym. And kind of like a backstreet gym. Yeah. To be fair, he is us in the movie. He is experiencing things for the first time. Yeah. He doesn't know who these characters are. So he is <laughs> That's true. The representation of what we would be in that situation. So Yeah, it's very good from a cinema cinematography uh perspective to understand that they're putting a character in the same place as the viewer. I will say when they all like finally got their powers near the middle of the movie. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. To see all that happen. Oh, yeah. It was interesting to see how they touch on that, though, that it comes from within. Yeah. They're not just these people who have the powers. Mm-hmm. Right. They get the powers from the within after they get their mark. And some some powers are cool, like uh, lightning or fireball. Mm-hmm. Some are <laughs> lame, like frisbee hat. <laughs> frisbee hat. So, uh, <laughs> if you, when you watch the movie, it's... Talk about Good those fatalities, back. though. Like, they did not shy away. You know, when they had the brutality, I really wanted to, like, the character that did it to go, that, that was, was brutal. brutal. Or yep. something, like, yep, yep. in that way. But he didn't. And um, it, w- it while it's cheesy, it, it's a nod to the fans of the franchise. Even if you're not even, even if you've never played a game, you know fatality or you know, like, finish him. Bro, but when he, when he saw that heartbeat and was like, <laughs> flawless victory. That was so satisfying. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There was definitely some satisfying moments. There were a lot of nods to the fans. There, This story was not a recreation of Mortal Kombat. This is a way to engage with a new generation. Mm-hmm. And I really think it, it was well done. I'm hyped up. I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah. Well, um, we've done a lot of talking about the movie. Uh, we don't want to spoil too much of it. We spoiled a little bit, you know, obviously talking about some of the stuff that they do. Um, but let's talk about the games. You know, uh, what's your favorite Mortal Kombat game? What's your favorite Mortal Kombat character? Alex, we'll start with you. You're the guest. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to say... MK11's been probably one of my favorites. You know, I, I liked game. X. It's a very great game. I like the classics, but MK11 just has some good characters to choose from. Good mechanics. So there's solid mechanics on it. And obviously, the graphics look pretty good. So seeing all your favorite characters kind of shine on the big screen. Yeah. Favorite character? I have to go with the cla- I have to say Scorpion. I love his lore behind Scorpion. I love the character. Movesets. 
Granted, they are usually the same from game to game, but just knowing the character. They did change his a lot for MK11. Mm -hmm. They really did. And I think they really amplified how much of a true assassin he is Mm -hmm. in Uh MK11, where he is not this... I mean, he does fight like a samurai. He is very structured in how he (coughs) fights, but he's quick and adaptive. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I think that is at the core of his character. So, yeah, he's a fantastic choice. I'm not sure if you've played all the way through it, the campaign, but I know Drew hasn't, but you guys really should because it really touches on like that whole ninja side of Hanzo mm-hmm. Hashashi. And got like, about halfway through. Yeah, like it's it's awesome. I but, spoiled it by watching YouTube videos. Uh, of course you did. Because <laughs> I knew I would never play through the campaign. So. That sucks. But the campaign's so fun. It's it is. so fun. I only watched the videos touching Scorpion stories, to be fair. So it's mostly... Oh, so you know what happens. I know what happens. It, it's pretty much following what his other characters I did not. I just kind of watched it for him. Mm. Great, great campaign. If you're ever looking for something, something to do, yeah. super fun. Uh, I have to say, personally, the I love Mortal Kombat 11, but I played a lot of 9 and 10. 9 and 10 were great. 9 was great. 9 was... That was the one that I like really got into Mortal Kombat. This, I actually played ranked matches uh, that was the first fighting game that i was like okay i'm good enough to do ranked and then i realized everyone abused all of the cheesy stuff in the game and i hated my life and i wanted to destroy everything but yeah nine really gave like characters that 10 and 11 don't have um i can't for the life of me i don't quite remember reptile. All of the, reptile was in um nine. we haven't seen reptile in two games and i'm getting worried like I bring him back wasn't they, he in 10 they're t- no no really pretty sure no i think you're right well he's not i think you're right he's not he's no, not, in not. 10. Or he, he's not he's you're been right. he's, he's been teased as a uh He's been teased a couple times as a potential release for MK11 as a DLC character. Oh, that'd be so cool. But I really want like a deep, rich lore for Reptile. There really hasn't been any throughout the games, and I want I want a revamp. I want I want Reptile to come back in a big way. I think the way that the movie does Reptile is really cool. So cool. Way different than any of the games have. Way mm-hmm. different. But it is gnarly. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see more of him, but the fight. I mean, and, and if you guys don't know, I mean, the video games, the story plays out where it's just fight after fight, like big one-on-one fight after one-on-one fight, and that's exactly how the movie plays out. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's it's insanely good. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Have you watched the old Mortal Kombat movies? I have. A long time ago. I remember Annihilation. That movie was... I personally love that because it's like... The actual tournament. Oh yeah, it, it's, it was it's the awesome. tournament. Yeah. It's the tur- it's like not like them trying to gank everybody. Right. It's, they they did things the way it was supposed to. Yeah, but I, I do think that the way that the story is told for the current movie, even though it is like different settings than we're used to, it's not in like tournament style. It is great one v one fights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Shane, it really brings it to life Shane Soon's personality as an evil mofo. Like, oh, he, yeah. he will find any loophole to get exactly what he wants, and that's Earth. Well, I mean, look at his story throughout the games. Like, he is almost a parasite latching on to powerful people 
to gain more and more and more power. In this, he was the big bad evil guy, yep. which is impressive because even though Shang Tsung is the big bad evil guy normally, he falls from his reign and winds up working for other people. <laughs> there in the are game. much better, much more eviler characters well, out there. They just have more control. Like when he works with um, Shao Kahn, mm-hmm. it's because Shao Kahn is leading an army and that's what he wants to take to take over other realms. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree. I'm excited for the next movies if they decide to keep going forward with it. Which oh. I really hope. They did. They, Number two was confirmed before, confirmed. It, before it was even um, released on HBO Max. I think they really just saw the fan, like the fan base, rise up mm-hmm. after the release of the initial trailers. Yeah, especially like all the people who used to play it on arcade cabinets, like yep. the people who were like really. We still into play it, it on arcade cabinets. I know we do over and at the coin slit. And you hate me when I when I. <laughs> Okay, to clarify why I'm the worst, uh, you know, no, we'll get that in a minute. I'll be the worst in a minute. Right now, you guys can still like me. Um, <laughs> so, I guess uh, to speed things along and get there faster, I like MK11 the best. I've yeah. played through many of them, played it since I was a kid, um, but I think MK11 does the best for giving each individual character their unique skills that is true no character feels like another character every character has their own unique abilities and i think in other games characters bled over i know sonia and cassie really felt very similar a lot of um a lot of that that group that military group in all the games kind of felt eh. like cassie sonia cage well, Cage was always a little different, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I think in MK10 is where Cage steps up. I mean, that story Dude. is great. If you guys haven't played through MK10 and Ugh. you're a fan of Johnny Cage, do it. Can't wait for him in the movies. I mean, I almost said that based off of just him being my favorite character into our next part. Uh, he's my favorite character. I had a lot of um, different characters that I loved. I, I still love playing the new Molina a.k.a. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> um, these guys hate it because I'll just roll and roll and roll and roll and I'm terrible. But um, I like Johnny Cage. I think I play those faster characters like him and Molina, and I think Johnny Cage's growth in MK10 and then the follow-through in MK11 shows that he is more than just a fighter and he has some abilities that are really unique. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like a real um, rundown champion or character. Plus he's a sarcastic twat. Yeah, and he encompasses <laughs> almost the player base of Mortal Kombat. For sure. Like I was, <laughs> That's telling, so true. I was telling Carson this the other day, you know. Um, when you think of people that play Mortal Kombat, it is, it's definitely trash talkers. It's uh-huh. trash talkers. It's guys that are just like blowing smoke and are sarcastic and they're jerks and that's johnny cage he (laughs) represents the player base so well too so well and uh he spoiler alert he is going to be in the next movie dude supposedly played by ryan reynolds 
Are you for oh, real? That is a rumor. A rumor in the mill that Ryan Reynolds... A rumor in the puppy ...was mill. either offered or said he wanted to. I don't remember the article. Of, of course so. he would want to. Who wouldn't want to play Johnny Cage? Well, Ryan Reynolds is like the perfect actor for it. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cage is the Deadpool of Mortal Kombat. Essentially, yeah. I don't know who else would play Johnny Cage any better. Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Just kidding. Johnny Cage's brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, those are those are our favorite um, games and characters. Now, we should talk about... Um, All the other video game movies we watched throughout the week. Yes, I think that's where we're at, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're going to talk about um, some other video game movies and did they rise to the occasion or did they flop? Okay. Um, We're going to start with uh, a recent one. Not too recent, but we're going to go with Assassin's Creed. Uh, Michael Fassbender. Michael Fassbender's Assassin's Creed. It was world's okayest. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just say it it was bad. It was an Assassin's Creed Diehard fanboy, it's a bad movie. It's a bad, it's a bad movie, and it's a bad representation of Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. I will say it does not represent Assassin's Creed very well. They, like Alex said yeah. last night, that it focuses way too much on the future animus, other than historical ancestors. Yeah, um, go ahead and give it a rating out of five stars. Out of five stars, mm-hmm. like a one point five. That's where I was landing, 1.5. You, Alex? I have to go with a 2. Reasoning for, to go for, reasoning for that is the parts that they did do in the past, they did some good choreography and practical stunts. I would agree, but the animation bleeds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though the stunts are fantastic and some of the action scenes where he ricochets the arrow... Or the that yeah, was no. cheesy as hell. Yeah, but it was good. It was cool. Like it's what you'd want. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the story was developed. I think that Mm-mm. the cheesy love interest wasn't developed. Therefore, when it made a difference, it didn't impact me as a viewer. I thought he was being an idiot, mm-hmm. and I even found myself like, "Oh yeah, I'll just do this." Like, and that's never a good way to feel when mm-hmm. watching something. You're just like, "That's dumb. Why didn't you just do this?" Yeah. So, um, if you're taken out of the experience and you're overthinking the things that should just feel like fluid, then it's not a good movie. I have more questions than I ever got answers for. Yeah. That's fair. And they, they, for some story points, they put it in the background. So oh, yeah. they threw it in the background. Real um, subtle. Said it in a sentence. Exactly. So the guy in Spanish um, Inquisition... We have a name. His family died, and that's all we got. Mm-hmm. That was all we have. When it ended, okay, he killed the big bad guy. No character development. I th- he barely talked. Like there was no point. He just he, chased him. He just yeah. chased him. <laughs> he just chased them. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really, uh, when you enter the movie, it starts with a big Assassin's Creed past scene. Mm-hmm. It starts with the creed. It was pretty. It starts cool. with the ceremony. Well, where was the Assassin's Creed? I'm dying. There was no creed <laughs> throughout the rest of the film. 
I there was think... a kid that we dubbed Mattress Face. <laughs> Mattress Face. And <laughs> he smacked his face up pretty hard on his bicycle, and he grew up to be uh, kind of a jerk. And um, apparently, Alex had to tell us why he was even on death row. Because, like Alex said, everything, all the backstory that you need to understand the characters was said in a sentence in passing. Upsetting. You almost had to be taking notes and, like, drawing conclusions yourself. (laughs) One thing I do give the movie is I really enjoyed the main character in the past. I like his get-up. Thankfully, they did give it as an outfit for Origins and oh, really? Assassin's Creed 3 yep. Remastered. You could have it as an outfit. That's really cool. So, And it's sad that they chose that point in time and wasted it in a movie when Agreed. it could have been used in the game. Yeah, yeah the Spanish Inquisition really fits um, with a lot of Assassin's Creed's... Uh, Assassin's Creed... No, I said it right the first time. Assassin's Creed. There's too many S's in there. <laughs> um, with their previous library of games Mm -hmm. that um it's really disappointing that we see it in movie in cinema format and it's a big letdown Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i will say the animus machine that they used for it was pretty freaking cool and there were some cool action scenes Mm -hmm. that did cut between them but i would have liked to see less like you could show that a couple times just so we get the understanding that he's flipping around in this machine but when it's half of the Fight scenes. That's mm-hmm. annoying. Yeah, we want to like, see the fight scenes. We don't want to see him flailing around. And there's machine. like a hologram of the enemy, and it's uh-huh. like, oh, this mm-hmm. is very lame. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know. It was bad. Budget don't cuts. watch it. I won't <laughs> even say watch it and make your own conclusion. Just don't. Yeah, no, you're better off just playing the games. Um, by the way, Alex owns all these movies. He collects terrible, um, <laughs> terrible, terrible movies. Oh, we should do mm-hmm. a segment called Alex's Terrible Movies. <laughs> we could do a segment called that. <laughs> Um, another one of Alex's terrible movies that we are going to be talking about because it's a video game movie is World of Warcraft. Or I think it was just dubbed Warcraft for the yeah. film. Warcraft, yep. And um, I'll let Alex start because I think he has yeah. the highest viewpoint of it and we'll just jump right off of that cliff. <laughs> yeah, so for me, you know, this is how I tell people who know World of Warcraft lore going into the movie. If you know the lore... Lore-wise, you're going to have a skewed version. You're not going to have the greatest time because everything that you know is tossed in the paper bag and thrown out the window. Now, <laughs> there's some points that still stick, so you get the general premise of it if you maybe read, read the, the game manual. You're like, this old game manual's got, got a GameStop. They'd be like, oh, how to do these levels. That's and you true. Buy I it. forgot about game manuals. You it's buy them for 20 bucks up. and it show you how to play the game. And cool artwork. Mm-hmm. That's true. I love it that um, some of the game cases you could flip the oh, main yeah. one and it'd be like actual art, not just like all the logos and stuff. For sure. So yeah, Laura's side, you set that aside. I mean, you have a fun watch. I say there's some decent, char- de- not decent characters, some decent uh, casting choices. So there's that's fair. Yeah, decent. It was a pretty decent cast. But CGI is not too bad. There's a lot of it, so don't expect that you're not going to see no CGI. Uh, I will say I have one complaint about the CGI. I think it was done well, well enough that you you understand that it's CGI. You're not expecting it to be real. But did the green colors bleed? 
Like, I feel like whenever I watch, like, even in the opening cutscene where it's just the normal Alliance guy fighting an orc, in the background you see a grassy hill. It's very green. It's very vibrant green. And then as the camera pans, it turns brown, and you see the green. Like, it's almost like somebody, like, highlighted things in green mm-hmm. and as it pans it stays it's like in the sky now and it it's it looks it's a like a mess I, I have a sneaky suspicion that like they whatever, added it later whatever they use whatever program or whatever they used for like the orcs and the characters like that was separate for what they used for background sets and there's just gonna it's just gonna contrast because it's two different levels yeah i agree i think so um and on the same topic, uh, the half orcs skin kept changing colors between brown and green, like in various shades. Mm-hmm. It was very upsetting to me. Yeah, it was hard to keep track of who was who on which side. Well, I mean, not even from that standpoint, but it's just her physical appearance kept changing. Like oh. the color of her skin would be more green in some scenes and more brown in others. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, uh, I'm nitpicky. That's fine. That's good. We need someone you like uh, on our team. <laughs> on but, our team of developers. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, you watch movie. that movie. I mean, like, you don't watch it because you're looking for, like, something to put on your, like, top ten list. Yeah. It's you, not, not going to be on there. This isn't going to win any Oscars. But, you know, if I had to pick over this watching Assassin's Creed, oh, I'd pick oh, this yeah, in a heartbeat. Sure. I would watch Warcraft over Assassin's Creed. Oh, what yeah. would you guys rate it out of five? Three. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Mm. I'll give it a three point five as well, just because I don't know much of the lore and it was a decent watch. I wasn't upset at it. Going in, I knew not to expect the lore to be the same, and I just watched it as this is a fantasy movie made by people that like fantasy movies, and they're gonna highlight a lot of magic and a lot of the battle scenes, and they did. Uh-huh. Very well. Yeah, the battle scenes were awesome. The cinema, the cinematography that was done to display all of the, um, uh, kind of the overall battlefield, because mm-hmm. it wasn't just focused in on a few people fighting. It showed a lot of the big wars. Mm-hmm. I think that that was that was a, a pretty impressive. Yeah. No. And I liked so one point that I like to make is I did like their representation of magic. So they didn't go the Harry Potter route where you just throw out some spells. It was almost as magic was living in the world. So you would see people, they're having to write runes on the grounds to do a certain spell. That Mm -hmm. was cool. Um, You see the effects that it takes on them. And they have to continue to speak the spell mm -hmm. for it to to continue to work. Mm -hmm. And you can see that it's integrated in their society. It's not just like a Mm -hmm. one and done. Oh, I just said my spell and it happened. It's like something they have to study. And it's like the books for the champion, kind of seeing all his books and reading and all that stuff. So that oh, was that's cool true. to see. He did have a lot of books. No wonder he was yeah. so powerful. Yeah. What about you, Steve? How'd you feel? Uh, I gave it a 3.5. I Because, like I said, I don't know much about the lore. And it was a decent watch. There were some things that I really didn't like. Like the ending. I thought it was a little, like, weird. Like, because they were like kill me the king to make peace but then the alliance is still like freak the orcs they kill their king but at least we're not fighting right now like it didn't really solve anything it just solved everything at the moment yeah and i kind of i kind of hated it well the reason for that is um because 
anyone that's played World of Warcraft knows that the Alliance and the Horde are always going to be at war. Okay. There's never going to be peace. And in the games, it's represented, or in the expansions, it's always represented that even though we're always this close to peace, where a sacrifice is made like what the king made, a misconstrued idea of what happened can cause the war to begin again. That's true. And that happens many times in the game. And I think it was a I think it was a good representation of what World of Warcraft players get in each expansion. Mm-hmm. Whereas well in each expansion that um the two sides have to somewhat come together. Can't forget about the baby Moses orc at the end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, baby, baby Moses, Moses orc. I do like the fact that they made the dude who controlled the fell really unlikable. Oh yeah, Goldan. He's unlikable in the game as well. Mm-hmm. They, they, I just, I liked the fact that he just disobeyed orc, like their orc traditions, and they're like, "Dude, what, what the frick?" But if we turn against you, you're just gonna eat our soul. So nothing we can do. Yeah, <laughs> they really did do a good job um, highlighting his power. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, that's why I gave it such a high rating. I mean, I think three point five out of five is pretty good for a video game movie i think it didn't do what world of warcraft does but it did do um a good fantasy film mm-hmm. for sure we're gonna finish with a real crowd pleaser sonic the hedgehog sonic now it, it was not much to do with the video games obviously they're older games there's not much there's not a ton of story i mean obviously there's been lore built up and Stuff built up with the show and everything like that. But I think it was pretty good. It was um, really good. Let's go ahead and give our ratings first. Alex? I have to give it a four. That's you it. Know, I really think, to be honest, Jim Carrey did carry a lot of the movie. Like, without him, probably wouldn't have enjoyed the movie as much. If it, they put it somebody different as Eggman, I don't know if I would have liked the movie as much, so... That's fair. I, I I like I give it a four too, because uh, there were like a lot of there was some callbacks back to like the original games like at the beginning where he's soaring through Green Hill Zone, and, and and like the normal world. I thought that was really cool, and I really did like Jim Carrey and how much they portrayed him, um, especially more towards the end where he shaves his head and he gets that crazy mustache more mm-hmm. like that. And he when Sonic calls him Eggman, I love that. I love the callbacks to, uh, like, if you know the game, you know the game. Like, you know the characters and whatnot. I really I enjoyed that a lot. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Actually, I'm going to give it a 4.69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I, I really do think that um, a lot of what you said is true. If you know the game, you're going to pick up on things. The soundtrack... Playing oh, in the background yo. is the game soundtrack a lot of the times. I think that they gave a great Robotnik backstory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They built up every character. Uh, Sonic is shown as being a little younger than he typically is portrayed. Yep. But when he's usually portrayed, he's taking care of Tails. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Tails wasn't in this film. He's a very young. He's just finding his way. He has to learn how to... Um, kind of like rise to the occasion a little bit and you see that so uh i give it a 4.69 because 
it's a fantastic movie. It's really good. I enjoyed it. I really think that um, the only thing holding me back from giving it a five is it was a little too on the nose with like every joke. They like True. almost told a joke and then explained every joke. <laughs> I was like, okay, I get it. Thanks though. One yeah. thing, one thing I usually hate, you know, not hate, but usually just like dancing scenes or something in the movie where like they're just getting like they're just dancing to movie. You're like, okay, that's a little. I did enjoy Eggman's little like power move dance where oh, he's in his eagle dance yeah like that i i enjoyed that honestly like it, i vibed with that it so. was great it you was want, a great performance you want to talk about great dancing in the movie how about sonic doing the floss at the end <laughs> oh my gosh it was so cringe when i saw that i like, can't believe he just did that yeah that was that was hard to watch I means he was watching some kid play Fortnite. Ugh. That was for the kiddos for sure. A hundred percent. That was for the kiddos. Yeah, a lot of it was for kiddos, but I mean, Sonic's always been geared towards kid kiddos. Like, I, I don't think any adult went to that. Like, ah, I'm gonna see the true flourishing of Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> now that I'm an adult. No, like season floss. I'm like, the heck, <laughs> this ain't Sonic. <laughs> this ain't. This isn't the Sonic I remember. <laughs> to end, we don't have any Sonic movie to ever compare. So. I mean, yeah, besides animated fair. ones. The cartoons? The oh. cartoons are good. When he said he, I ate something called the chili dog, oh, that, that pleased my child soul so much. Yeah. That made me so happy. Yeah, there was a lot of callbacks to old media for Sonic, um, old games, old uh, movie shows, everything. And, I mean, it's great. I think that's why... Some video game movies really suck because they don't do enough of those, and mm-hmm. then some of them really shine because they like they do enough. They take the time for the fan service, which is awesome. That's always important for movies and TV shows is to please the fans. Everything is yeah, it's all important for the fans. Like without your fan base, you don't have this reboot movie. It's just a movie at that point. Exactly. Are you uncomfortable, bud? Yeah, <sighs> my cheeks hurt. What's well, all right? We're wrapping up anyway. Um, we will go ahead and have Alex on again soon. It's been a blast, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for having me. You know, always a pleasure. First time on the pod, you know. So yeah, I mean, and, and what a fitting episode to have you come and speak on something that, um, you know, you are somebody that enjoys picking apart movies and like looking at what in depth makes them good, what makes them bad. Um, you follow actors through their careers. You know, you know a lot about the general um, field of cinematography. So I think mm-hmm. having you, who is who saw these movies as they came out, and then watching them with you, and then going and reviewing them with you, was a great experience. We'll have to do this next time too. That was fun. Super fun. How, how do you feel knowing that uh, our our mothers are going to hear your voice for the first time on the pod? Well, it wouldn't be the first time of them hearing my voice, but on the pod, yes. For his mom? No, I've talked to Drew's mom before. I think a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Really? I think when we all went over to her house. Also at the, whatever that restaurant was, we were all eating and she just like showed up. We were like... Oh, yeah. Um, when we were at the restaurant in Whitehall. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. It's been a minute since we've been to Whitehall. Some memories yeah. there. Yeah. You guys should come down and visit again. Miss you, boys. 
I have my license now. Yeah. Next step. Get a car. Yeah. If anyone knows a car, comment on our social media to tell me to go buy it. I might just because you commented on our social media. Or comment <laughs> on there. Steven, get a car. Yep. True. Push just, me. Just yell at him. True. In a loving way. You know, if you see him walking, just push him down. He can't walk good right now, so be more incentive. <laughs> I can't throw, walk Throw good. stuff at him. Throw stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know? Send some bullets his way. Maybe he'll get... Whoa! So someone's gonna like put out a hit on me now because you all <laughs> like sh- throw shit at him. Who's gonna be like? So Alex cat. is the new uh, co-host. Yeah. Stephen hey. passed away. My time is nigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thanks guys for listening. Um, we'll go ahead and make more like this. This was super fun. So. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.